Hello and welcome to the latest edition of the Newcastle Blue Star Podcast. I'm your host Dan Tracy and we're back with another episode and more importantly another pair of top guests. Joining me tonight are two current members of the first team squad. It's none other than Gary Ormston and Dan Lanning. First up is Gary. Thanks for your time this evening. I hope all is well, mate. All is well, pal. Yeah, and you? Yeah, very well, thank you. Great to chat to you and also great to chat to Dan Lanning. So, Dan, how are things with you, my friend? I hope all is well for you as well. Yeah, good, thank you. Lovely stuff. Right, OK, where's a good place to start this evening? Let's get some background on yourself, but some quick fire questions to start, actually. So, Gary, I'll start with you. For those who don't know, how old are you? I'm 39 years young, mate. 39 years. Good age, that's mine as well. So, well done there. What position do you play? Um, defensive midfielder. Lovely. Which player did you idolise when growing up? Um, there's, there's a few, but the main standout was uh, Zinedine Zidane and possibly Joe Cole, you know. I loved Joe Cole growing up. Two very good shouts. And what player do you aspire to be right now? Right now? <laughs> um, when you get a bit older, probably uh, sort of some people of old. But um, actually, I've just thought, probably Bruno. Great shout. Bruno Mares, what a man he is. That's a solid shout. Right, Dan, your turn now. For those who don't know, how old are you? 17. Oh, that's a great age. Still so much to come. And what position do you play? Centre forward. Fantastic. I was going to ask what player you idolised growing up, but you're not really there yet, so I'll, I'll move on. What player do you aspire to be <laughs> right now? Uh, I think for me, Harry Kane. Harry Kane. Yeah, fantastic. He uh, has similar attributes. Yeah, I mean, I'm a Spurs fan, so that's a fantastic answer. I'll take that. But that's the quick fire questions out of the way. Let's get into some time about your Blue Star background, really, because I guess the listeners would love to know how you two have come to the club. Gary, if I start with you... How did the move materialise? What's brought you to Blue Star? What happened in the past? Um, obviously, Blue Star's quite a new club, um, but it has got a little bit of past um, from a, the, the older era or whatever. So anyway, I'm, I'm from uh, Benwell. I know the chairman quite well, Steve Best. Um we, we, we talk from time to time. I've, I've been at Shields and I've, I've absolutely loved North Shields uh, for, for the last seven or eight years. Um, Blue Stock came about through just chatting with Bestie and this, that and the other. And then, um, then Bry Smith got in the mix. Now, Bry's a really good friend of mine. Uh, Bozer's a really good friend of mine. Steve Cuggy's a really good friend of mine. Um, as well as a few committee members. I'm from... Benwell, as I've just touched on, I'm from sort of the Scotswood area, Denton Burn. I now live over Whitley Bay. Um, so there is a little bit of sort of background in and around where Blue Star is and where it's from and stuff like that, you know. So um got the phone call from Bright to see if I'd be interested. And when he finally took over, I said yes. Well, I didn't say yes straight away. No, sorry. I said no straight away because... I was tight at um, North Shields, really loved what North Shields was about. Um, and then we won the league and um, I looked at the travellers, I looked, uh, looked at my age, looked at, looked at me, me, sort of my family family life and stuff and I knew that was going to suffer. Um, so when when Bry pushed the button again, I asked me if I fancied Blue Star again. It was a no-brainer, mate, to be fair. Persistence certainly pays off at times. And Dan, if you'd be kind enough to share your football background, 
who, who or what exactly brought you to Brewstar? Well, I think it's uh, well kind of similar to Gary, to be honest. Uh, in the summer, there was talk of uh, Brian ringing us and asking if I'd like to come and stuff. I think uh, my dad's known Brian and Cookie and Boza a while, played with them and been around the Northern League and out of them. So there was talk of that in the summer, but uh, I was at Chelsea Street in the summer and I was like, they were in the Northern League. I was wanting to give that a go there first. And then when I wasn't really enjoying it and stuff happened, I just thought um, I'd give it a chance to see if I'd play to the Blue Star and I've enjoyed it since then, really. Fantastic. Now, the reason I've got you both on the show tonight is because it's the perfect blend of youth and experience. So with that being said, Gary, is that a blend that runs right through the squad at the moment? Oh, absolutely, mate. Absolutely. The, 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 the youngins are, 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 are seconding on. I said it at Shields um, when the youngins were coming through because Mark Nash has got a good uh, sort of talent pool from the time met. So the time met college lads normally come through and, and we had a really good blend of youngins there. But then you come to this, I've came to Blue Star, and then we've got the youngins like Dan Lannan, uh, young Robbie, um, Nelson, and uh, and a few others coming in and around, young Aaron and people. Um, I, I don't want to miss people out yet, so I'm going to name Freddie as well and, and a few other youngins. Um, and they've just been, they train so well, they want to learn, they listen. Um, it just makes everything all all the all the pointers we get across from our from our experience if they're going to listen to you it becomes so much easier because you want you 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 want to put your point of view across because you know that's going in if if a young lad isn't listening then you don't bother telling them the the, the stuff they need to know for the future if that makes sense yeah so yeah so uh, now nah, there's, there's some really good lads and it's it's a pleasure to to train with them and it's a pleasure to see how they how they develop to be fair and they've developed really well in the short space of time we've been there as well so Dan if we take it from the perspective of a younger player what benefits do you take from being able to work with experienced faces in the squad is this something that's helping your own game yeah massively I think uh I think especially like Gary and uh, Bully and that they've been round, they've been everywhere, they've done it before. And I'd say I think if I can take anything from their game and try and make myself better, like I would be stupid not to do it. You know what I mean? They've they've known this for ages, and I'm start I'm a new to it, so I think listening to them has developed me a lot. And Gary, you kind of touched on the mentoring role there just a moment ago. So if you've been one of the senior pros, do you mentor players? in your same position, maybe not Dan, who's fur up the field, but say a centre midfielder who wants to kind of learn how to run the ropes at this kind of level, are you more than happy to share that expertise? Oh, mate, absolutely. I, I'm, I'm kind of at an age now where I'm I'm not looking to wrap up, but I'm, I'm also waiting for the, 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 to pass the baton over, if you like. Yeah. I'm ready for, I'm ready for the next guy to come along and take the number four spot off me if, if, if he's good enough, you know what I mean? So if I can pass that on and I can help develop and nurture that, that, that young lad, um, oh mate, I'd be, I'd be over the moon. But also at the same time, we're trying to develop young men as well. So I quite enjoy, I know a little bit about, I used to be a centre forward when I was Dan's age, believe it or not, Dan. Um, <laughs> I used, to, I used to know where the net is. I keep telling them I used to be a player, you know. I'm, Seeing it with couple of finishes. Exactly so, exactly so. Nice. So, um, I, it's it's nice to even give give young Dan a, bit, a little bit of advice and things like that as well, as well as full-backs or whatever, because, like you say, I've played about a million games of football. Like, 
Now, Dan, of course, you are at the top end of the park, and we had a very quick chat on Friday, but I just want to go over it again for the podcast listeners. There's no doubt that you're in a rich vein form at the moment, and I guess that is coming down to the confidence that you're showing in the final third. Yeah, definitely. I think especially with this team, you're always going to get chances in the game, and it's just about can you be good enough to take them? And I think especially in recent weeks, we've been doing that, we've been a lot more clinical. It's shown in the results, really. The performances, I think, have always been to a good level. But at times it's just been sloppy finishing that's let other teams back in the game and stuff. But I think we're trying to eradicate that now. We've done that well over the last couple of weeks. Now, of course, goals are going a long way to winning matches, but it'd be unfair to focus on just the attack, Gary, because you've got the platform of the back four. You've got yourself adding that screen in front of them. That allows the attacking unit to then fly forward. So when you look at the way the team is balanced and the season so far, are things panning out exactly how you want them to be? Yeah, absolutely. I said in the group chat the other day, you know, and it was like uh, all the highlights come out and it's like goals and this has scored and he scored and this wing has crossed the ball in and done a megs and this. I goes, where's all the credit for what we do? Where's all the credit for the tackling and the headed? And the, and it's nice to hear you giving us a bit of credit, Dan, because uh, I know we, get, we, we do get praise and whatever, but there's never any highlights of a tackle or a header or anything like that, is there? So it'd be nice to get a bit of recognition, which you've just given us, mate. So that's quite good. Thank you. Well, I think it goes back to the adage of you do the simple things well, don't you? And because they are sort of the expectations of what you're meant to do, you kind of, you don't quite get the credit you deserve. But without that, the team doesn't function as to the level they should be. So it is rightful praise at the end, but it's kind of those positions don't quite get the love they do deserve. Yeah, uh, very true, mate. But but it's it's to be fair, you know, the way the way Bry sets were up, the way the management and the coach and staff set us up is to defend from the front and in Dan and in Nelson and Dean and Pete, all the attackers, they've all they're all second and on with the work rate and it's and it starts from up there, which makes it if we win the ball up there, then we're on the attack higher up straight away. So it all it all bodes well, mate. It all bodes well. And at the minute. Like Dan's just just touched on it. We're, we're really clicking, like, and it's and it's a joy to joy to play behind. Well, this is the next question I was going to ask Dan. Actually, I've got in my notes it has clicked because you look at the results, the score lines. It looks like it really is clicking. So you're certainly putting teams to the sword at present. Is this bringing increased confidence in the dressing room as a whole? You know, I feel that after the Heat and Stan penalty win, there's like a light bulb moment, and it's just exploded since. So has there been a real shift change since? Yeah, uh, yeah, I think yeah, I think there has. Yeah, I think we've always had confidence in the building. You know, we've got quality players in the dressing room and we've been performing well. But I think after that game, we kind of like sat down and said, well, we should be doing better than that in that particular game. And I think we've really worked hard in training. I know we've been working on attacking stuff and training and everything like that. And I think it's just starting to click now. And it's about how long can we maintain it for? Absolutely. And not only that, Gary, this is a Blue Star team competing on four fronts, which is Quite unprecedented, really. So, the league, multiple cups, in your opinion, and there's still many games to go, is a clean sweep at the end of the season a genuine possibility? Oh, mate, absolutely. Absolutely. We, we set out at the start, the start of the season and we, and we the, the team we've got, uh, without sounding arrogant and things like that, we, the team we've got and the team Bryce built and the, and the structure behind it and, and, and the way we, the, the professionalism behind it, um, the way we want everybody, Brian and the lads, we want everybody pulling in the same direction. You can't miss training. You've got to be, you've got to be on the ball all the time. Um, 
So if that structure's there behind the scenes, this has got it. It's got to, it. It bodes so well for the what, what, what's on the pitch to then go and, and step on and win every game of football. And we should be winning every game of football because we, we, we're, we're, we're that good, I think, with a game without sounding too arrogant. Well, it's not arrogant if you can back it up, Dan, because obviously there's cup football to contend with at the weekend. And Blue Star found themselves in the position that they are the scout that everyone wants to claim. So with that in mind, does it make the game slightly more difficult to play in because other teams are raising their level? Yeah, well, I think uh, no game of football is easy. And I think uh, what's been helping more in recent weeks, if you notice, we're scoring early. Yeah. That takes the sting out of the game early. We're putting them on the back foot straight away and we're able to like control possession a bit more and it's more relaxed and everything. So I think by we've talked about this massively, like starting on the front foot. There's been times that I've been starting games going, one nil down after five minutes and stuff because they're obviously up for it and everything. I think by starting quicker, that's what's helped us recently. Yeah, you're absolutely right. I feel that just that change of tempo and just sort of dictating the game early on, yeah. it makes the next, what, 85, 80 minutes so much easier. But Gary, we shouldn't forget that in a couple of weeks, Blue Star are in their first cup final of the season, hopefully not the last. So they say that success breeds success. Do you think that could be the launch pad for more glory in the months that follow? That's the hope. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. It, it, like you say, if uh, being experienced, won a couple of bits and pieces here and there. Um, that uh, playing in cup finals, you get used to playing in cup finals. Not that I've played in a million, but you get used to playing in cup finals, and your and your experience in the cup finals breeds like sort of uh, the confidence in them. So rather than being a bit nervous if it's your first cup final as a as a seventeen year old, you get over that little hump and then you play in another one and another one and another one and you build up this bit of an immunity to to like you treat each game as it as it comes. So yeah, absolutely mate. And it's uh, it'll be nice to go back back home as such, uh, back to North Shields with a few a few ex players and a few ex ex staff over to over to the uh Darren Person mate. It'll be it'll be a nice it's a nice touch it's played, it's played there. Yes, yeah, it'll be a great ground for the occasion. And finally, Dan, in terms of the league campaign, it does seem that Burridan are doing their very best to run Blue Star close. Is the message coming from the management team simply taking one game at a time and if you keep winning, eventually that title is going to be yours? Yeah, I think that's spot on, to be honest. I think uh, we've just got to focus on ourselves. You know, we've got to win every game that we play and the league will take care of itself. I mean, if we perform well and keep picking up points, then I think the pressure will stop on them. So... I think, yeah, if we keep winning, then should be all right. Absolutely. Right, I think that's all my questions for this week. Have either of you got anything else to add before we wrap up? Uh, no, enough for me. No. Lovely. Gary, any more words? Just to just to Dan this one. Dan, just he, keep hitting the back of the net, son, all right? <laughs> <laughs> I tell him every day. just loves hitting the net, Dan. I just, just keep hitting the net, son. That's all you need to do for me. Okay, that neatly brings an end to this podcast episode. Just a quick bit of admin before we go. To all the teams that are taking to the field this weekend, no matter what the age group, the very best of luck to you all. And don't forget that this Friday, the 24th, there is more first-team action under the lights. And as always, your support will be a massive help to those on the field. Also, if you want to get in touch with me, you can. That's on Twitter, at DanTracy983. To wrap things up, I just need to thank Gary and Dan once again for their time. So with that said, it just needs me to say that my name's Dan Tracy. This is the Newcastle Blue Star Podcast. And until next time, goodbye. Thank you.